Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Okay, guys. Welcome to Wednesday, my favorite day of the week. I'm Janet Richmond. I'm the Higher Self Voice. And we have a great show today. Now, before I start, I'm actually going to read a quote, a Higher Self quote. The quote is this. The thought form body, the habit body, and the emotional body are the three interchangeable etheric frequencies that are the engines that run your viewpoint about and materialize every single thing contained within your own totality at the life pattern level. In working with all of them, you can create a neutral slate that will then permit you to move into higher and higher levels of harmony within your own beingness. So I'm reading this because it's profound. And the higher selves say these profound things, but they don't just say the profound things. They explain what that means. And this kind of sums up what I've been trying to get across in my series about the etheric bodies on the most recent of the shows. And as you know, they don't only just make profound quotes. They explain what they mean by that quote And then how to deal with it, how to, they give you the help that you need, the techniques, the tools that you need to bring yourself into that place of harmony and balance. And it's because of this work, this perspective, this viewpoint, these ideas and concepts from the higher self that my life, as you know, if you've listened to the results shows at all, changed 180 degrees so many times. It it's just phenomenal where I am now as compared to where I could have been if I hadn't done the work that I share so much with you. It, it really is why it's just a heartfelt desire to share it because I've gotten the benefit. So that's why. Now, the three bodies they talked about are the ones I mentioned before. Of the four etheric bodies that the higher selves talk about, though they are they they're more than four, okay. But they talk about the thought form body, body, the habit body, the emotional response body, and the creative body. Now I've talked about the thought form body and the habit body in my previous shows, my prior shows to this one. The nature of thought, how it works, how you neutralize it, why you want to neutralize it, and same with the habit imprints. This week, I'm starting with the emotions. And we all know emotions are deep, huge, <laughs> affect our lives in so many ways and the lives of everyone around us. We, we absolutely all know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And they're addressed, emotions are addressed from many, many different levels. Of course, we have the psychiatrists and the psychologists that really work uh, 
do significant work with trying to understand emotions, trying to help people deal with their, you know, more extreme or more intense emotions, you know, like anger or depression, um, grief, sadness, maybe uh, fear. Just there's just a lot of emotional issues that come up, and people turn, rightly so, to the therapeutic community to get whatever help they have to offer. But that's not the only area that offers help for emotions, right? We have help from the metaphysical community, from the those who think outside a little bit of those boxes and present either, um, you know, meditation techniques, yoga, breathing, you know, many, many different modalities to help us with our emotional issues. And then, of course, even the medical community is catching on. It might have taken them a little longer, but they are very aware now that hope has a great deal to do with how the chances or the probabilities for someone recovering. So they also understand that despair can equally affect it in, an, in a more negative way. So there are perspectives from so many places out there, and they're, all of them are valid. We have you know, medications to help with these kind of things. We have classes. We have all sorts of techniques and tools that are given, you know, anger management classes, that sort of thing. They're out there everywhere. So there is a lot of focus in the communities at large to really help with these emotional issues. What I'm going to present today, as you guys have figured out, is the higher self's perspective. Now, it doesn't mean that it's any better or any less than the perspectives and, and the concepts and ideas that are out there. It adds another more ideas to what is already available to us. It's not instead of. And as you know, and I've probably been a broken record on this, the higher selves never ask us to believe anything they say. They also ask us not to disbelieve it, but instead to stand in that center of neutrality and allow the purity of who we are to find the truth in whatever information we're hearing or listening to. So that is a profound thought in itself because they've said over and over again, there's your truth and my truth. But there is no the truth because truth is ever expanding moment to moment to moment to moment. So if we lock on to the truth, we're locking out tomorrow's expansion. So again, stand in the center, hear the words, and then from that center of neutrality, from the purity of who each and every one of you are, you can find your own truth with this material. For me, it's been profound. It's affected me. I have many clients, many friends who've had tremendous effect with this work. So I'm not just talking through the top of my head in order to talk. I'm really trying to help. Okay, so um, what's the emotional body? Okay, now sometimes I call it the emotional body. Sometimes I call it emotional response body because just as we know that every time we think a thought the thought moves into the thought form body in the same way every time we have an emotional response that energy moves into 
the emotional body. Um, <clears throat> okay, so what, what happens is we have an emotional response, and when we have that response, it moves in and it attaches to the event that caused it, that triggered it. Now, this is going to take a couple of times for you to fully grasp both this week and next week. And I'm going to give you an example. But when we have an emotion, first of all, the higher self call it emotionalizing because we're sitting in the flow of whatever that energy is. It could be anxiety. It could be anger. It could be grief. It could be anything. Despair. We, when we're in feeling the emotion, I'm just giving you the definition or the, what I mean when I say emotionalizing. When we're in that flow, the higher self call that emotionalizing. It is, uh, that's just to clarify. So when we're in that flow, what do we do? We look in the outer reality, whatever is out there that triggered, that we, that triggered the emotion, and we attach the emotion to the thing in the outer reality, the person, the event, the condition, the situation, whatever it is, we attach the emotions to something in the outer reality, something, someone, I think you understand. And what this happens is that that attachment, when we target the emotion to something, that attachment actually carries in a binding, there's actually a binding energy at work here. It's as if, to give you a symbol or um, a concept to help you understand, it's like if we attach, say, fear to something that happens to us in the outer reality, it's almost like a Velcro comes and that event, that situation, that person, whatever it is that made you feel afraid, that emotional attachment gets the emotional response gets attached to the event. And it's not a Velcro, so to speak, but it is a very real energy that moves in and ties that response to that event, okay? And as we tie the responses to, to the like event, so, you know, thoughts, like thoughts go to like thoughts. Well, when you respond to an event, Let's just say it's an event that um, is life-threatening for you. It's something unexpected, instantaneous, life-threatening event. You attach panic or fear. Uh, anything you attach to that event gets bound to that. And so anytime there's a life-threatening event, what happens? Well, let me back up. So that, those attachments to any kind of event, the higher self call blueprints. We're creating blueprints around an event so that when that event happens again, there's another life-threatening, unexpected kind of thing going on. doesn't have to be the same life-threatening thing, but the similar type of thing, it triggers off that emotional blueprint. And so immediately, you're going to feel fear right away because you've attached it already. Now there would be many other attachments and I'm about to give you an example of a more complicated one, which is really more real than that sort of very simplistic one that I told you about. Because in general, the blueprints we carry are very complex. And next week you're gonna see one that's even 
really much more complex. And I will have visual aids next week, so that'll be good. Um, so anyway, uh, we, we attach these things. I just want to make sure I didn't leave anything out. Um, we create the blueprint. All right, now let me give you an example. You're working your job. You work hard. You, you're on time. You work extra hours. You're personable. You, you know, you've got a lot of experience in. And there's an opening coming up, and you are thinking, oh, I'm the next one in line. I'm going to get the promotion. Okay. What happens? You don't get the promotion. Somebody beneath you, less experienced, been with the company less, doesn't put in the extra 110%, they get the promotion. Okay? Well, what happens? You feel betrayed. You're angry. You're frustrated. You just absolutely, you can't believe it. There's a disbelief involved. And what do you do? You attach it to the event of someone getting something over you that you didn't believe should have it. Okay? So you've attached it. You've attached all the anger, all the frustration, bitterness. Oh, man, anger even rage and you've building this blueprint, building it and adding to it. You see the guy or gals, it should be depending, uh, walking around the hall that you're in meetings with a guy. And every time you see him, that, oh dear, that camera is wiggling. I'm sorry, guys. I, don't, I must have touched it by mistake. Anyway, you see the guy and it triggers off that same anger, rage, bitterness. And every time it does, you're not only thinking thoughts again along those lines. I've been betrayed, you know, bop, 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 and I'm angry and I'm frustrated and it was unfair. You know, all of these things that are attached to the event keep building. Your imprints are building and you're adding more and more and more emotional responses to this event. Someone got promoted over you, okay? or what you thought was over you. That's your perception of the, of the matter. So what happens is you've placed yourself into, first of all, you place yourself into a victim situation. You, you had nothing to do with it. It was all his or her fault, okay? And so you have placed yourself in a powerless situation. You're looking without, you're blaming that person. They did it to you. and. There's no fix here because it's already happened. What you miss is the opportunity in one thing you miss is the opportunity to look within, to see what happened here, what, what, you know, where, 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 did, where was my thinking wrong, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and instead, you're building this kind of anger, and it even moves into suspicion, self-protection. You get to the point where you never want this to happen again. And so you are developing a radar now. Who else is out to get you? Who else might betray you in some way or stab you in the back? And you begin to build this, this whole perspective and tunnel vision about life around you. And this is what these emotional blueprints do. And they keep getting added to every time you place your thought around that. You go to a social party one day and you meet somebody who's in your same field and you're sharing ideas back and forth. And suddenly you go, wait a minute, is he trying to steal my ideas? That suspicion comes up. 
maybe he's going to betray you also. And you start to anticipate betrayal that never had a place there. And these blueprints grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they lead us around by the nose. We really don't have any choice how we feel about that. We don't we place ourselves in a victim position, and we, what are we going to do about it? We might develop anger to the point where we have to go to an anger management class. I mean, clearly, if someone cuts you off in, you know, you're driving and someone cuts you off, and you're so angry because it threatened your life at that moment or could have caused a terrible accident or whatever was the situation, you could be really angry and frustrated and get over it, or it might build to the point where you're really so angry and at rage with that driver that whenever that situation comes up again, it builds on that thought form, that emotional blueprint, and it might get to the point where the rage is so bad that you decide to bring a gun with you, waiting for someone to just dare them to cut you off, okay? So... I know I'm being sort of ridiculous and I'm going to the extreme because I want you to understand that a lot of times we feel justified by our emotional reactions. We feel, hey, this is what everybody would feel. If somebody was promoted over them, they would be enraged. They would be just as bitter and frustrated as I am. Or if someone cuts you off they would just have the same anger and rage at the other person, the same blame, the same everything. Whatever it is, we feel our emotions are justified. But if they get to such an extreme point, like the person who might be carrying the gun, deciding to bring it with him in the car, just in case somebody you know, tries to cut him off, I think a part of our brain would think, wait a minute, this is a bit extreme. And that's what I want to be clear here, that everyone has different emotional blueprints. They can be similar, but they have different degrees of the emotional blueprint, different amounts and different complexities. And those you'll understand more uh, next week. So in effect, the reality is, and this is going to be hard to wrap your head around. Next week, you're really going to get it. Every single event is actually neutral. Every single event in our lives, every situation, every condition, every person is actually neutral, which means our reaction, our emotional reaction, really is because we've tricked that event, that person has not caused the blueprint, but has triggered the blueprint that is already there. So when somebody is promoted over you, in this example that I've been giving, in fact, all that rage, all that feeling of betrayal, all that bitterness, all that frustration or whatever comes up in the blueprint and is, is really emotional responses that have already been attached We've had many, many lives, guys. And in effect, the higher self has said, there are no new events. And so what we're doing is that we're placed in a reactionary mode. We're reacting emotionally to things we already carry. We continue to target and attach 
the emotional reactions from eons of lives, including earlier in this life, of course, to whatever the person or situation or condition or event is in this life, uh, in that moment. So we're hitting, our replay buttons are being hit over and over and over again. Now, we all know the saying, oh, well, you know, she just knows, every, you know, someone, someone so just knows how to push my buttons. So the interesting thing is that we notice that when we're reacting in a way that even at our conscious, rational mind, we see as an overreaction. So we understand the concept that we are overreacting to something because we're, it, it's an extreme reaction. We realize this isn't really rational. Okay. And yet that's the way it is for all of our emotional reactions, even the ones that we say are normal and everybody would feel this way. For example, let me give you another example. Um, there was a party, um, three people at the gathering, and two of the people, they were having a conversation about some topic or, or other, it's not important, and two of the people are so enthusiastic that at various times when the three are talking, one or the other cuts, no, not one keeps interfering or interrupting. So. Party A is talking and party C is interrupting. Party B is talking, party C is interrupting. Whatever is going on, party C continues to interrupt. Well, after a while, party A is getting quieter and quieter and quieter. And party B is noticing what's going on with party A. He just kind of dropped out of the conversation. Well, it turns out party A, when he's asked just about let's loose with his an attack on party A for, uh, I mean, on party C for interrupting. So party B never even noticed it because party B is, is equally enthusiastic and just took the interruptions of this person is just orally interested. So, but party A was getting angrier and angrier and angrier, just got quieter and quieter. And finally when asked, boom, he just, attack. You know, this interruption is un it's inconsiderate. It's, you know, just attacking that person. Here we have three people. One person is interrupting. One party doesn't bother that party at all because that party interrupts too and just interprets the interruption of party C as normal because they're both really excited about whatever they're talking about. But party A is absolutely Livid. So that's what I mean. Every event interruptions is actually neutral. The responses are that are triggered from the individual parties are based on the emotional attachments, the blueprints each party has set up. Party A just can't tolerate it, and at that kind of event. He, he or she, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter, it's just a made-up example, but I think you all know what I mean. You've seen in your everyday life where people have overreactions, and sure enough, party A will say, you know what, interruptions just press my buttons. I can't tolerate it, and I'm sorry I, you know, blew up at you guys. I'm really sorry. So at some level, party A understood that he just, it was something, it was an overreaction. And what I'm saying is he got it, he understood it, we all do, we understand our buttons. But what I'm trying to say 
expand the concept of button way out there because any reaction that we have is coming from a blueprint we've already we already carry every event is actually neutral and so that is how I'm going to explain a little bit more of that. I'm going to have a really good example that not only explains that, but how starting in our journey through our evolutionary journey, how we build these blueprints. And I think it's going to be very fascinating. I'm also going to talk next week about the neutralizing, because when we neutralize, guys, we aren't neutralizing the emotions that are attached. Not at all. We're neutralizing the binding energy, the Velcro, so to speak. That's what we neutralize because what that does is it lets go of the emotions are no longer attached. There is no blueprint to trigger. So when an event happens, a person, something, condition, whatever happens, you are in neutrality. You're in a state of balance and you have discernment and you have choice as to how you feel. You still can feel, but you'll have, you'll have choice. It won't be the replay button on some blueprint that you've been accumulating for lifetimes. And so that will be for next week. I want to thank you all for joining me and I'm going to give you my email just in case anybody has questions or comments or suggestions. It's jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. Again, it's jv as in Victor, v as in Victor, two of those. M as in Mary, richmond at gmail.com. I really wish all of you a great week, and I will help you back more on the emotional body. Janet is a catalytic artist, an award-winning author, a radio show host, and a healer. You can find her on her website, HigherSelfVoice.com, also on Amazon, Kindle, Facebook, YouTube, and on the podcast app on your smartphone. To reach her with questions or for a healing session, her email address is jvvmrichmond.com at gmail.com.